0: What's going on, man? Welcome back to the basement, Omron. Now, full, full transparency here. It is Friday today. I thought that we were gonna be able to do the resurrection draft, right? On underdog, we, the last two weeks we've been doing these best ball drafts that take place from month, from week six through like week seventeen. I thought I was gonna wake up today, film that best ball draft guess what? We had the Thursday night game last night. So everything closed. So there was no more resurrection draft. So I had to put together a nice little outline for you guys, get a nice little video chefed up. Now this is going to be a little bit of a quick hitter. We got three players that are skyrocketing up my rest of season rankings. So I looked at my rest of season rankings from last week, week five and the ones I just put out two days ago on Patreon, patreon.com slash Ron Stewart, quick plug. So we'll go over three guys that have been really, you know, growing on me guys that I'm buying more into as the season goes on. Now, With all that being said, let's not waste any more time. Let's go. All right. Now, I just want to say there is definitely or no, this side, there's definitely paint on this shirt. Now, it happens to the best of us. Consider this a smock, if you will. I was wearing this when I was with Hashimo. We had to go paint a basement so if you guys have seen like the draft party video right that basement wasn't all colored white. i will be honest husimo i told him like we don't need to paint it like the yellow and whatever is fine but okay he forced me to paint it so i was wearing this have paint on this shirt forever it won't come off regardless let's get into the first player that is skyrocketing up my rest of season rankings and that's going to be kareem hunt and I wasn't big on Kareem Hunt. Like, Kareem Hunt's always been a guy, like, of course, he's very talented. The crazy, the thing is, is that I always say this when I'm with my buddies. Like, when we're talking about Kareem Hunt, like, if he switched places with Clyde edwards right? If he was still on the Chiefs, he never had that video of him, like, kicking a girl or whatever. He's an awful human being, Kareem Hunt. But if he was still with the Chiefs, he'd probably be a first-round pick in fantasy, probably even, like, a like he would be in that same range as like an Aaron Jones you know what I mean like Aaron Jones like that back end like Aaron Jones Ezekiel Elliott in that tier 100% if he is still with the Chiefs I think that he is still that talented and I think we I think we forget that and Kareem Hunt I don't have him in any of my managed leagues I ended up with him in some places on like zero RB best ball teams where you could get him in round six sometimes he would fall to round six but other times you probably have to take him like in that that round 4. He is one of the few dead zone guys where if you did take him like round 5, he actually panned out pretty well, but you're still getting him at cheaper prices than guys like Chris Carson, um David Montgomery, you know Miles Sanders, Josh Jacobs. Regardless though, he's been an absolute dog this year. Even with Nick Chubb fully healthy, he has had 18.7 PPR points per game. He is the RB6 on the season, and he was getting drafted as like the, you know, RB20 something. I had him as my RB21 last week rest of season rankings now i have him as my rb 17 it's because his role has been really nice people people don't really realize this but him and chubb are pretty much splitting carries like they're getting about 50 50 of the carries and the thing about kareem hunt is is that nick chubb is getting half of the carries he's not getting any receptions kareem hunt is getting half of the the rush attempts but he's also getting the passing down work that chubb is missing so he's getting the the passing down work he's getting he's mixing in for the short down and distance work on the goal line he's also you know the the breather back so when Chubb is either either when Chubb is tired or it's like the end of the game and they're just chewing out clock that's Kareem Hunt's time so he's kind of like uh he's kind of game script proof in a way where he can he can always he if they're behind he has the pass catching work and if they're ahead then he gets you know to relieve Chubb a lot more often in the back half of the game and now we have a spot where I think RB17 rest of seasons being a little bit uh not generous but maybe a little bit unkind to Kareem Hunt because now we're in a situation where Nick Chubb is out this weekend this this just happened as I was writing the outline and let's say P, yeah so that was at noon when I was writing the outline and Nick Chubb is now out so Kareem Hunt is going to be fired up as like a top five top 10 play this week who knows how long Chubb's going to be out for I think I thought that they were I think that they were saying like he might even go on IR and miss like three weeks. Now we're really early here. By the time you you guys get this video, there's gonna be more information out. So if, if Chubb, so let's do a little mental game here. If Chubb was to miss the next three weeks, where would I want Kareem Hunt rest of season? He'd probably be like RB 12, RB 13, right in that range. If you're going to, if you're getting three games of full on Kareem Hunt. Now he didn't go, he didn't go nuclear last year when Nick Chubb got hurt, but he still did great. And I think, adding on to the point before that is even when chubb is healthy his role is so juicy he saw 16th he was 16th in weighted opportunities to chubb's 19 so he has more weighted opportunity than chubb which pretty much takes into account you know targets and and makes it so in terms of ppr targets are worth like 2.75 times as many carries so he's getting the valuable touches which is which is great which is crazy Um, So Kareem Hunt is a guy that is definitely rising up my rest of season rankings. Like I said, if Chubb is out for an extended period of time, Kareem Hunt needs to be like a top 12 guy rest of season. If you're getting like three weeks of Kareem Hunt as the RB1. Moving on for that, we're going to talk about the Ravens passing game. Now, I only have Marquise Brown's picture here, but this is going to be for Marquise Brown and Mark Andrews. Last week, I had them as my wide receiver 29 and tight end six. This week, I now have Marquise Brown as my wide receiver 21 and Mark Andrews as my tight end three. And the, the Ravens passing game has been an absolute revo- revelation this year. And I did make a call in the off season where I was saying they are going to pass the ball more. I do have, you know, tweets where I'm saying they're definitely going to crank things up here, but I think that they even push that a little bit more with their running backs getting hurt. So, you know, you have Gus Edwards go down, you have JK Dobbins go down and they've seen huge changes. The Ravens are now the ninth most pass heavy team in the NFL. So they have the ninth most dropbacks over the last three weeks excluding overtime so the last three weeks they've been really kicking things into overtime this is a tweet from Dwayne McFarlane he is really sharp his utilization report on PFF I think I've brought it up in like every video this week must read the guy literally analyzes every single game I, I don't know how he does it but the Ravens are ninth in most dropbacks over the last three weeks excluding overtime they are throwing the ball more in every single scenario and they're in a spot now where they are finally actually letting Lamar Jackson throw the ball and he's more than capable we saw that against the Colts through for like Did he throw for like 400 yards? Maybe I I want to say he threw for 400 yards at like 85% completion percentage. Insane. And we're really seeing things tick up because they were at a 25.9 attempts per game mark last year, which was dead last in the league. Now they're at 33 per game. So that's a whole like six to seven more targets per game that they're getting here. And that's huge for the passing game. Mark Andrews now sits at tight end two in points per game. Marquise Brown sits at wide receiver six that's wild like if you told me that if you told me that Lamar could support this this Ravens offense that doesn't pass the ball at all Greg Roman at OC that that they could support a top you know three tight end and a top seven wide receiver I mean that's money I think I think even I think I'm even being conservative with Marquise Brown as wide receiver 21 if you put him as high as like wide receiver 15 in your rest of season ranks I I don't think I could be able to argue it now Rashad Bateman's going to come back he's healthy He's going to be back. He's a stud. He's a baller. I love the way that he plays. But I think that he doesn't hurt Marquise Brown and Mark Andrews. So don't don't think, oh, he's going to come back. He's going to take their lunch money. He's a rookie wide receiver. The expectation for rookie wide receivers, no matter how much you like them pre-draft, it's probably like, yes, we have CeeDee Lamb, we have Iyukes, we have all those guys. But we have to kind of see it first before anything happens. You know, he could just be, you know, Jalen Rager, Henry Ruggs, who was in the draft this year. You know, Jalen Waddle isn't like necessarily taking so much of the pie that no one else can... Uh, operate and I'd also say that because Sammy Watkins is now hurt I want to say that Sammy Watkins is maybe not on IR but I don't believe he's playing this week so it's going to be a situation where he's going to just fill in for Sammy Watkins and he's probably just going to have the same amount of volume as Sammy Watkins he'll probably be more efficient and if he becomes more efficient and you know the the trio of Brown Bateman and Andrews is so good to the point where it's undeniable to Harbaugh then they're probably just going to even take up the passing volume that much more so like I said marquis brown and mark Andrews are rising up my rankings now the third guy on this list is going to be james robinson he has gone in the last two weeks from my rb17 to my rb12 he's a dog in these last two weeks he's been averaging 21.2 points per game and he is the rb8 in that stretch i think that i honestly and i think if i'm going to be completely transparent with you guys i think i got caught up in my travis Etienne love and i kind of disregarded that james robinson is a real life good football player he is a real life good football player like in terms of pure rushing he is up there with you know guys like a tier below but he's up there with guys you know Derrick Henry Nick Chubb in terms of in terms of pure rushing he's not in that tier but the tier the next tier those guys are you know the elite but he's in that next tier in the same tier you know as guys like I mean I would put like Damian Harris in like pure rushers you know guys that are just very good between the tackles and he he is that guy he is first in yards after contact second in pff rushing grade third and elusive rating fourth and rushing yards fourth and rushing yards over expectation per attempt i just want to say i'm not saying he is the same talent as nick chubb and derrick henry i already feel people coming at my throat in the comments i'm saying in terms of pure rushing between the tackles you have those guys at that the that's s tier a tier is james robinson and whoever else you want to put in there in terms of pure rushers can i think of one off the top of my head right now in terms of pure rushers it's tough. It's tough to name uh, really good peer rushers. Anyways. I was concerned with the Carlos Hyde, you know, usage because he was out week four. So, okay, of course, James Robinson's going to have a 90% plus snap share go crazy. But then he comes back last week and James Robinson's role was actually really promising. He was kind of a workhorse. He was handling over half of the passing down work half of the short down work so like more than half like 60% plus so when you get you know passing work when you get the goal line work and you're getting a good amount of the rush attempt sure he's not the bell cow but there's really only like three or four bell cows in the NFL at this point now should Carlos Hyde be getting any of the touches out of the backfield probably not Urban Myers a bozo but he's still getting enough to be efficient and do well to score touchdowns so he went from a you know a fringy RB2 a couple weeks ago he's climbing his way up to you know RB1 type status and if he keeps on scoring touchdowns it keeps on you know rushing really well he is going to be in that range and if injuries keep hitting you know Nick Chubb is now gone outside of the top 12 and you know Chris McCaffrey's now hurt so he might be out of the top 12 or he's not hurt but he's not suiting up this week so James Robinson has a lot of opportunity to keep climbing up the running back rankings for the rest of the rest of the season now on this channel I like to under promise and over deliver now I think the title of this video will probably be three players that are skyrocketing in my rankings I think that I told you guys that this is going to be three players that are skyrocketing in my rankings, but we're going to over-deliver here. I'll give you guys two bonus ones. Now I didn't like I didn't have time to, you know, jot down notes or, you know, get a get a nice little stat off Twitter for a graphic for you guys, but we're gonna talk about Chase Claypool. Now we've been talking about him all offseason, or not all offseason. We have talked about him all offseason, but we've been talking about him all week because with Juju Smith Schuster gone that opens up a lot for Chase Claypool. Chase Claypool is now that's eight targets per game being open. And it's not just the targets, it's the routes. Because in a lot of times in the two wide receiver sets, it would be Juju and Deontay Johnson, even though I believe that Claypool is better than Juju Smith-Schuster. Now he's gonna be out there on the two wide receiver sets. And because he has such a high, he was so efficient last year, I believe that he led the rookies last year in targets per outrun. If I'm if I'm remembering that correctly, he had the highest targets per out run, even higher than Justin Jefferson. So naturally you give him more routes he'll get more targets and now because he's getting he's getting a lot of routes with Julius smith gone that's going to get him a lot more targets and now he's going from wide receiver 37 to wide receiver 27 even though this passing offense isn't great big ben can't get him you know looks down the field i think there's just going to be more targets for chase claypool he'll convert more he's already had two weeks being a, a top 24 wide receiver wide receiver 11 finish wide receiver 17 finish he's looked really good now Our last guy that has been skyrocketing up my rankings is Mike Williams. And this is, you know, you could put him in here every single week. But he went from my wide receiver 18 last week to my wide receiver 10. And what he did last week was crazy. In a game where they needed him, you know, against the Browns, he looked great, put up 30-plus. He keeps outperforming Keenan Allen. And I thought that I was going to rank him around wide receiver 15. I put that in my trade targets video. I'm still saying you can shop Mike Williams. If you can go out there and get a top five guy, if you can go get, you know, Stephon Diggs, if you can go get, you know, a DJ Moore a Justin Jefferson something like that for Mike Williams and like a waiver wire piece go do that but if you want to ride him out I can't I can't blame him at this point because he's been great the offense is great they're scoring a ton they're they're uh, they're pushing the pace on that offense and Mike Williams has been I mean it's been insane the breakout that he's been on but He's been crazy. And the reason why he's at wide receiver 10 now is because we're getting, we're getting a lot of injuries now. Now we have DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. Huge, huge downgrade. A lot of these other I'd say it wasn't even so much that I that Mike Williams got this huge bump. He did get a bump, but also the wide receivers ahead of him. Like Godwin and Evans, Antonio Brown being back in the mix now that he's healthy again, all three of those guys aren't as, you know, Mike Evans and Chris Godwin aren't as reliable. Then you had Amari Cooper and CeeDee Lamb. And now that they're they're so good and their defense is so good. We didn't expect them. their defense to be that good. We thought that they would be in a lot of shootouts like they were last year. Now, all of a sudden, they're winning games. They're beating people and they can just run the ball. And they've been giving an absurd amount of their targets to Dalton Schultz, which is insane. But now, like Amari Cooper and CeeDee Lamb, I can't put them inside of my top 12. Can't put DK Metcalf in there. AJ Brown is tough to put in there with his injury and him not playing as good. So there's just a lot of wide receivers that are just moving down the rankings, I guess. You know what I mean? Now, that's going to do it for us today, fellas. If you want to see all the rest of season rankings, update them every single week, that's going to be going to be on the Patreon, patreon.com slash Stewart. Now, on this channel, we post daily fantasy football content. So make sure you stick around. Make sure you subscribe. Make sure you leave a like. I got to go bring my car to the dealership to go get my tires checked out and stuff. Nothing too serious. Just a little, little checkup, maybe recalibrate some things. Now, with that being said, I love you guys. And I will see you in the next one.